Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now we heard this week that the unemployment rate has hit its lowest level since records began. We've a surplus of tax receipts and yet people can't afford houses and petrol and diesel is going up again. To make sense of the seemingly endless contradiction in the Irish economic picture, I'm delighted to be joined by renowned economist Dan O'Brien. Good morning, Dan. How are you? Very well, Bobby. Good morning. Dan, I feel I'm on, a hel- I'm, I'm, I'm on, on the line here looking for help because I'm totally perplexed about what's happening in the economy. I'm seeing immense buoyancy um, around corporation tax receipts, VAT, employment, and yet I'm being told on the other side of the equation that technically we're in recession. What's going on? Yeah, I, well, you're, you're right to be perplexed. And these days, if you're not perplexed by, by, by the world, you're not paying attention, basically. Right. So there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot kind of strange stuff. Well, so that, that, that thing about a technical recession that came out yesterday from the state statisticians, I think we can safely ignore that. We have very funny GDP numbers, the traditional way of measuring an economy. Uh, those numbers are very un- unusual in Ireland because of the tech uh, and pharma sectors, these huge multinational sectors. They go up and down. So that that's noise. I think if we look at the sort of range of indicators on the economy's dashboard, things are looking... Um, pretty good at the moment. The Irish economy is doing well. You mentioned the the labour market, low unemployment. We've added about a quarter of a million jobs over the past year. Now, that's one of the best growth rates in employment in the developed world. So, that's a really good indicator of what's going on in the economy. And it's it's overall, it's pretty healthy. Now, we can talk about some of the things that sort of keep might keep economists awake at night and the worries, and there are plenty of things out there. But right now, the range of indicators on the economy are uh, as, as, as sort of sunny as the weather at the moment. Just, just, just before we leave the measurement, um, should we abandon GDP analysis as, as the benchmark? Like, what about the modified domestic demand, the MDD, which measures uh, consumer spending and other factors? Is, Is that not much more relevant to us, Dan, as a nation? Absolutely. And that's that's exactly why why it was this this GNI star model with modified domestic demand. That's why it was developed. And the, the, those measures measures are much better for telling us what's going on in the economy. Uh, but, you know, the GDP, I suppose we have obligations as an EU member state and every country okay. produces GDP figures and we all put them together and we have obligations to do that. And inevitably, particularly outsiders looking in, you know, we're a small country. They don't know the, the details of our quirky GDP figures. So they tend to look at them and we, we kind of have to compile them. But those of us who look at the Irish economy closely know they don't mean very much. Um, and we look at different measures like that. And also, as I say, you look across the dashboard of indicators, um, everything from inflation to unemployment to um, uh, construction, all of those sort of things. And, and together, they all show a pretty rosy picture. Uh, not perfect, but but it's, it's pretty good at Let, the moment. Let's look at a couple of other things. What about interest rate rises? They've gone up very quickly. They've gone up quite a bit. 
uh, are we going to see the effects of that on the economy? And another key question is, when are we going to start seeing deposit interest for savings? Because <laughs> surely some international banks are going to start coming in here and saying, listen, lads, I'll give you 2% uh, for your savings because no Irish bank is going to give you that. Is that going to happen? Well, let's start with the overall interest rate picture. And this is one of the clouds on the horizon. Uh, So interest rates, as you mentioned, have gone up uh, quickly and by a lot by historical standards. We still don't know how that's going to play out on the real economy because it tends to take, you know, a year, 18 months, two years before the full impact of interest rate increases uh, affect the real economy. Now, given that we're going to have more increases and the current sort of period of, of, of hiking is only about a year old we're still we still don't know how, how that's going to have an effect on on both ireland's economy and the other countries where nearly everywhere in the western world where interest rates have gone up we also have to worry about the interest rate effect on the financial system so mm. we saw earlier in the year banking crisis <clears throat> in in the us uh, or a mini banking crisis and credit suisse in, in europe going down so uh, one thing i would say for sh- sure is we're going to have more tremors in the financial system because of this increase in interest rates so that's you know another another concern in terms of what banks are well, what financial institutions are going to do to to, to um, attract Irish depositors with better rates? You know, let's see. Um, you know, there there are concerns that the, the the market just it's not worth entering the market here. Um, I hope that's not the case. Certainly, consumers would 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 like to get a better return on the on their uh, on the deposit. So hopefully, something will happen. There'll be more competition yeah. in the banking market. Let me ask you then about jobs. So if we've got supposed full employment, which is uh, 4% odd, um, that means that everybody who wants to work theoretically can work. Um, does, it, does it mean, though, in terms of you know key areas like hospitality, tourism, that there are going to be acute shortages of labour? Well, it's certainly that way at the moment. Um, you know, a quarter of a million additional jobs being added over the past three years is astonishing. And just to put that in some sort of perspective, Bobby, you know, from the time this state was founded 100 years ago until the 1990s, a 70-year period, we, we didn't effectively add any jobs. There was only about 1 million people working in the economy. Yeah. In the past three years alone, we've added a quarter of a million. So it's it's absolute by historical standards, it's it's extraordinary, and that is causing you know it's causing labour uh, shortages and problems. You know, I'm sure you speak to people in business. When I speak to people in business, still one of the biggest problems they face is uh, is, is is finding people, uh, and that seems to be across most sectors. Now, look from from sort of sort of an economist perspective, that's a pretty good problem to have. Uh, you certainly want uh, labour shortages over high unemployment, so it's uh, you know it's it's a reasonably good problem to have from a broader economic perspective, if not difficult from a management perspective. You'd wonder as well about you know the amount of career changes now that people are going to endure, like the the employment landscape is so different. You'd wonder about how we train for employment now in terms of education, work experience, those kind of things. They're all probably going to have to change as well. I'm asking you this, maybe not as an economist, but just as somebody who would have a view on these things. Yeah, well, you know, I think what we've we've seen you know, always there are these claims that a new technology, new te- technological change, the robots are coming for our jobs. There's always been this concern we'd have mass unemployment because people 
aren't able to adapt to change. But you know what, what we've actually seen is really incredible adaptation to change. Yeah. Now I know the latest, you know, artificial intelligence uh, does risk creating a sudden shock to the labor market where people lose jobs and it takes time to takes takes time to get back into into employment but overall you know it's one area that i'm i think we get broadly right in ireland the education system works well you know various measures of kids literacy and maths and those sort of yeah. things work pretty well we've also got the most educated uh population in terms of the share of people who've taken third level degrees um now you, you may raise questions about the quality of some of those degrees but you know people spending time we'll keep that for another day dan we'll, we'll keep, keep that for but, another but, day but <laughs> even even that said that said when people spend time in their late teens and early 20s in an educational environment they're learning to think they're learning to, to school of life and ho well hopefully you know that that will make people adaptable and continue to keep people adaptable so i think i'm pretty upbeat on that side of things, okay uh, well listen on that upbeat we leave it there economist dan o'brien always a pleasure to talk to you thanks for your thanks as always for your analysis down to business with bobby kerr brought to you by bank of ireland saturday morning at 11 on news talk